Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things TV shows and movies and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I'm joined tonight by my wonderful friends and co-hosts, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and also Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic, man. Nothing gets me more riled up than talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, yes. Amen to that, brother. I feel that. I feel that. Yep, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode three, lots of stuff to talk about. Great episode. Yeah, man. So we do love to do episode reviews here on the Royal Geek Podcast for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of our, I guess, one of our favorite shows to watch. Um, again, super nostalgic that and, and sad, really, bittersweet. It's coming to an end. It's the last season. Uh, but the first two episodes were awesome, and you can find our reviews for those show, for those episodes uh, on our podcast page, on our feed, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play. Go back and check out those reviews. Uh, but yeah, we're really fired up to get into episode three. So let's just start here before we get into kind of the spoiler edition. Let's just generally talk about, you know, what did you guys think overall of episode three? I felt like it was a great um, episode of launching some more questions and bringing out a lot of, um, you know, theories that might be moving along in the season. Um one of the really great parts was once again they killed it with the opening credits. Yeah, um, it's yes. just something that they've just been they've been good with that fence since since season one. Really, I mean, just you know a real um, you know '60s cheesy B movie opening credits. That's just it was just a great little spooky. It was yeah. a little spooky. Yeah, yes. the, the, yeah, the music they played was yes, the spooky uh, alien aspect. Yeah, of, yes. yeah. Uh, the classic movies. Well, especially because uh-huh. they were, it's it, the, it, well, I guess we're not going to talk about you know, the specifics of the episode, but um, you know, it, let's just talk. You know, the title is "Alien Commies from the Future." <laughs> okay. Yes, so that's the title of episode three, and uh, I mean, we joked about it earlier, but right when we, right when I saw that, I was like, "Man, this is going to be a fun episode." <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So the episode overall was very entertaining. Uh, I would say from start to finish, it hit checked all my boxes as far as the entertainment factors goes. Uh, I mean, we had we had time jumps, we had uh, we had great interactions between different members of the team. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, overall, it very entertaining. You yes. loved it. That's good. I obviously enjoyed it. I mean, I think you know we were talking off the air, me and Anthony, a few minutes ago. There were a couple things that. I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but just sad that they were missing a couple elements. Mainly, what I mean is a couple characters. But you know, we'll yeah. get it. We'll get into that here in a moment. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. So, if you have not seen Alien Commies from the Future, Episode Three of Season Seven of Agents of Shield, uh, we want to encourage you to hit pause on this podcast, turn it off, go watch the episode, and then come and listen to this because we're going to do a spoiler version of. Uh, the the episode. So, uh, with that in mind, spoiler warning is gone and passed, y'all. How about that time when Gemma pretended to be Peggy Carter? How, oh, how wild so was that? So good, so good. <laughs> you, you know oh, that was good. You know we saw the uh, we saw the little clip at the um, the preview for the third episode, and you're showing Agent Sousa yes. showing up. You're we yes. like, well, how is he going to interact? But and then you just he kind of knew he was like, oh, and you saw her. 
uh, pretending to be Agent Carter, and you're like, oh, something, <laughs> something's going to go wonky with yes. this. Yeah, absolutely. But they definitely did a good job of portraying Peggy Carter uh, as far yes. as her looks go. Uh, they had the yes. hair down, they had yeah. the, the suit, and then she even had the attitude down. Like, like I'm, yeah, I'm, she I'm, did, yeah, man. She's like, I'm tough, and like, yeah. you know, don't question yeah. me, like type of deal. Yeah. Although is, I... Uh, Oh, sorry. No, go but for I, it. I love the little throwaway line of, oh, that accent was terrible, though. <laughs> yeah, and then Daisy said, you should try telling her that. I think. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what she says. <laughs> so, man, I, I loved it, too. And, you know, all the speculation, again, you mentioned how we knew that Agent Sousa was going to be in this. Yes. So all the speculation, okay, is Peggy Carter going to be there? Clearly, if he is here, there's going to be either she's going to show up or there's going to be some reference, references to towards her right yes yeah and um you know one shout out to the um the shield reddit subreddit page that you know has just been awesome i've been a part of it for a few years now and just some of the theories and comments and predictions you know everyone's talking about you know are we going to see peggy carter in this episode what sort of references are we going to get i really was not expecting Gemma to portray her like i just didn't see it coming and it makes sense to like infiltrate Area Fifty One, which, by the way, Area Fifty One, yeah. a shield base. Yeah. Yes, of course. Why I not? Mean, it would right? make sense. Uh, yes, Sousa said the largest shield. Yeah, the base. largest. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah, and uh, what did Coulson say? Because because it was either Daisy or maybe it was Gemma, and they were like, Area Fifty One is a shield base, and he and Coulson's like, all of the areas are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Daisy was like. <sighs> My uh, conspiracy theories were right. Yeah, that was good. That <laughs> conspiracy was good. theory was right. Hey, one more one more thought. I just want to throw this out on Gemma. You know, it's really cool. All of the characters have grown and developed yes. so much throughout the years. But let's just not forget Gemma Simmons from, like, seasons one and two. Like, yeah. Yeah. just timid and just would never be able to do something like that. Yeah. But it, it goes back to, remember when she went undercover at Hydra? Yep. Yeah. I do remember that. Right? So she's, she has experience of doing this stuff. Yes, you yeah, know, that, and she she's definitely had a lot of those growing moments. I mean, I really think most people would think that she'd be, out of the four females, she'd be the least likely to be, like, that strong female figure. But, I mean, she's, I mean, she's thrown, shown through time, through, she's been through a lot of adversity, you yeah, know, going to an alien planet and having to survive uh, with only one other person there with her. Yeah. Um, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that she's been through, um, you know, what, like you said, going undercover in, in Hydra and all, all those other things that she had to go through. And it's just, you know, she's really become a strong, independent woman. That's right. That's right. So... So how about you guys? What are some other highlights, just general highlights, things that um, really stood out to you from, from the episode? So Gener- Gerald Sharp, the the mm. person that they – Yes. Uh, the intercept, they kidnap, and Coulson assumes his identity. Yeah. Uh, th- that actor plays a jerk in almost everything he's ever in. <laughs> yeah. And yes. he does it to he, perfection. He so looks like really, a jerk. Yes. He does it a great job. But uh, I enjoyed uh, his interaction with the gang. And yes. When he was being interrogated, interrogated, yes, yes. and uh, they all took swings at him, every single yep. one of them, uh, Mac, Yo Yo, and May, yeah, and uh, they got nowhere with him because, yep. of course, this is 1955, dude, and uh, they're dealing with some uh, very, very, very uh, tense situations with uh, race, yes, and so sure. obviously Mac, May, and Yo Yo are not white, 
So, uh, yeah. of course, he or let them. Or male. Yes, or male. And so, well, Mac well, is Mac male. Is. Mac is. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so he wouldn't give them anything, and he yeah. always uh, belittled them. And so what does the team do? <laughs> send in the white guy. Yeah, send in yep. the token white guy. <laughs> yes. Stupid, yeah. stupid so, white privilege. So, Char- <laughs> yeah, so when Deke said that line, that was hilarious, which, again, another thing that is so crazy, they filmed this, I don't know, a year ago? Yeah. Right? Like, they had no idea of the current climate of the world and even our country yeah. where we would be at politically and, and socially right now. So it's it's just fascinating. They did all of that, and here we are. Um, watching this now, uh, it's, it's just really cool. So um, speaking of Sharp, yeah, he I wrote down some of my notes. Man, he's just like a classic, like, macho American, America rules, Yeah, um, you know, very sexist, really elitist as yes, well. Yes, yes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he was – I also thought it was interesting and also kind of funny when he eventually got out of the interrogation room or whatever they had him in, that little tent – and he and he steps into the main area of Zephyr One, and he is just yes. blown away. Yes, again, that is my favorite. One of my favorite things about the season. Every time, you know, whether it was Kaning in you know the first few episodes or Freddie, like when they see yeah. the technology, they're just like, "What they're is floors, this?" Yeah, yeah, they oh, just yeah. they can't yeah. comprehend it. They can't wrap their minds around it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so that was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so what are the highlights for you yeah. guys? Uh, I found. Uh, there were two parts of the story that I found were incredibly important to the structure of the season. Okay. Um, one of them was it seems like they're going to go on a two episode chunk in in the uni- in each time period is what the, what it looks like they're going to do at least did, yeah yes uh, so they did two episodes for uh, back in thirty one uh, now they're jumping to fifty five um, at least two episodes here so it seems like they're not just going to do one episode be done one episode be done with the time period so I think that's an important thing they've established with yeah. this secondary uh, setup the second thing that I felt was really important the structurally was the introduction of the third class of of chronicoms um, with the introduction of the uh, predictor yes. Okay, um, yes. yeah let's okay. talk about this let's yes. talk about this but yeah up until this point we had really just seen the hunters and the um, and the anthropologists anthropologists yeah. um, so th- it was a very it creates a, a scenario where you're talking about um, not only do they know history because they're from uh, from the from the future, but they also know because they have someone who can see time and potentially see different timelines as they play out. And it looks what, like that's what she did, right? Yes, like she kind of reached her hands out and there yes was, right like, she stretched out like a hologram pulled yeah, up and yeah, looked yeah. like threads mm-hmm. yes um I'm assuming and she said that was time it, yeah and she said if we do this correctly like she knew like if they if they slipped up like mm. a little bit it would yes. it would ruin their plans yes for sure it definitely seemed like uh we were dealing with a non-verbal um nod to the idea of multiverse theory yeah yeah again like I've said before, you know, a little bit of insecurities coming out here. Every time we get talking about every every time we talk about time, I feel like I'm back in like first grade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like I'm always going to struggle with that. But I did find that that scene interesting because the two Chronicoms that were still that still had the identity of those yes. New York uh, NYPD officers. Uh, they were they were interacting with the predictor and the one that was more of the sidekick. Yeah, I guess he said something about like he didn't really agree with the predictor on something. So he said, 
let's just find another. And the other guy said there are no other predictors. Yes, yeah. that was a big thing as well. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm really intrigued to know more about that lady and what's going on. And she had, she she showed like a little hologram or something came up of the Helios, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so, um, so yeah, let's talk about that. So the Helios is something that they're holding at Area 51, and um, the Chronicoms are trying to essentially turn it into a bomb. And that's what Deke finds out by interrogating in a really, you know, failure kind of way. Yeah. But the yeah. guy spilled the beans anyways, not knowing it, of course. Sharp, that is. Um, and so, the, you know, they're trying to create a bomb to blow up this whole shield base. And I guess that would make sense. If you destroy Area 51, that would probably radically change the timeline. Yeah, yes. the, especially with that being S.H.I.E.L.D.'s biggest yes. base. Yes, yeah. right. It would, most likely, at the very least, it would slow down their progression, make, make them weaker as yes. a whole. So one thing I noticed about that is the, t- the two Chronicoms that we have, that have been the main antagonists in the first two episodes, were who still had the identity of the NYPD officers. Yes. I'm assuming, you guys tell me if you agree or disagree, I'm assuming they were not in this episode outside of when they were with the predictor. Because I, the, they were not the ones. Yeah, no, I, don't, no. I don't believe they were. I don't yeah. believe they were either. Because did you notice like the two um, chronicoms that one was a woman and one yes. was uh, a scientist, they didn't say a word, They didn't right? speak, I don't believe. No, the whole no. episode. Yeah, they did not. I felt like they were kind of like, you know, the They're red pawns. shirts in a random Star Trek episode, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, they're, they're uh, more to prove the point of what's happening in the episode well, yeah. rather than actually yeah. be true characters. Especially when the predictor, well, when the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents uh, realize that one of them has to kill themselves in order to fuel the, right. the Helios. Yes, and, that's right. Yeah, so they're not going to throw away those other two actors right away, I don't feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure, so, for sure. So the plan was thwart- thwarted by uh, Gemma coming in clutch and yep. pulling off, like, using an EMP. And it was really funny because when, when Gemma and um, Coulson, Coulson go yeah. in undercover, you have this one super zealous scientist who's, like, showing them around the base, and he's all excited. Yeah. and The radio like, watch. <laughs> yeah, the radio watch. And he, and he said oh, yes. this, talking about the EMP, he's like, one day we might be able to use this to um, turn off all electronics, disable all electronics within 30 feet. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you could just see Gemma's face. She even said, give me an hour and I'll save them decades. Yes. yes. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty awesome to see, especially since that's a, a form of technology they have used multiple times earlier in the seasons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so um, yeah, again, a little bit more of a recap, and then we're going to get back more into, like, what we enjoyed and maybe some of the things we thought were lacking and then also some speculation for the future. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, uh, they were able to – Gemma was able to use the, the EMP to modify it mm-hmm. significantly. Yes. And uh, basically shut everything down, including the Chronicoms. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about this for a second. Okay, so obviously the two that we know are Chronicoms, the evil Chronicoms, they collapse. Yes. All the lights go out, you know. Well, they collapse and they self-destruct because that's what they're programmed okay, to do. Okay, so yes. here we go. So we're yeah. getting into this. You're getting you're getting a little ahead of me, my friend, but that's okay. Because <laughs> my first thought was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> what is about to happen to Coulson? Yeah. You know, like I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. I, re- I really didn't, you know. Um, I was I was thinking back, like I think at the end of season uh, six when Gemma shows Mac and Daisy the Colson LMD. Yeah, I, it, 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 I think I remember her saying that he was like super advanced Chronicom technology. But, yes, 
But he, yeah, so again, so you're saying it's because of the programming. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's why okay, it, was a big, yeah. it was a big focal point when the three of them were talking. It was like, yeah. you, you're you're making us self-destruct when in all actuality we needed to blow up yeah. so we can destroy the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Like, I feel yeah. like that's the only reason that line was even said, or that conversation was even had, was to set it up for, hey, this is why these are... These are disintegrating, and Coulson's not. I really yeah. That's what yeah. I really believe. Which, um, hmm. Yeah, I thought okay. they did that a couple of times where they were kind of like pointing back at things. Uh, I think the whole reason why they mentioned the fact that, oh, Coulson's real strong. I sometimes forget that. I feel like the entire reason that they said that line was to remind you, hey, remember, he's not Coulson. He's an LMD. Yeah, he's so a when, Chronicon. Yeah, so that, you know, that when this happens, you know, you, you're like, oh, yes, he's in this, it's going to also affect him. Is I felt like that right, was right. also why they did that line to be like, oh, yeah, remember, not Coulson, a mix of LMD and Chronicom yeah. technology. So once again, shout out to the Reddit community because when I was on the – it was either the live discussion or the post. No, I think it was the live discussion because – Right away when the EMP goes off and all the Chronicoms, including Coulson, collapse, we do not see Gemma collapse. At the same time, and and that was pointed out on the Reddit um, live discussion. that's a popular fan theory. It is, that she she is an LMD, that she is a Chronicom even. At the same time, we also do not see Gemma on screen at all. So think about it. So she, her and Daisy do the thing with the EMP. True. So you, you're kind of led to believe, like, she's okay, like, she isn't a Chronicom. But at the same time, it's, it's that old, like, kind of, you know, when people talk about deaths in TV shows. Yeah. If you don't see them die on screen, are they really assume dead? they're not dead. Right, so yeah. It's, it's kind of like this idea, like, I did not, like, I didn't see Gemma collapse because she's a Chronicom. I also did not not see it. <laughs> like, they yeah. didn't yeah. show her at all. Um, they didn't show their room with her and Daisy yeah. once they turned the EMP on. Um so, that was interesting. Yeah, it yes. was. So there's st- so that's the jury's still out on that. I mean, we one. can get more into that during the speculation aspect of this. Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, so that's good. So another thing we- I wanted to point out. Yeah, let's hear it. Another thing I wanted to point out was uh, before the whole um, z- establishing the EMP in the first place, uh, Gemma and Coulson's main purpose there was to find the Chronicoms, which they did by interviewing yes. the scientists that were there. Yes, and were brought in. Phenomenal. And, way, and ways they did that Man. was to invoke emotional responses. Yes. Right? yes. And that was, I think, my favorite part of the entire thing. It was thing. hysterical. Yes. They, yes. went, they, they went from emotions from laughter, from making them cry, making yes. them sad. And they did it with using the knowledge they had of history. Yes. <laughs> yeah. John Wayne, right? You know, he was just he's he was okay. Just okay. Yeah. And at the time, <laughs> obviously, John Wayne was. And that one guy was like, he's like, he's, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, amazing. That so was, was good. Yeah, it just, would kind of be similar to us maybe having like, oh, like a Tom Brady's not the goat kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah similar. So. so, so, and this is good too. And the one that the one that has just been you know making the rounds, and there's some memes even is uh, Colson when he said, "So when how do you feel when I say the word?" Moist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Moist. Moist. Like, he says it three or four times. <laughs> yeah. and please, look, please stop. If, yeah, yeah. It, you could see it on no, the no, scientist's face. No, no, that's me face. saying it, not quoting the episode. Oh, oh really? Yes. Okay. okay, so, yeah, go go watch it again. And here's what I want you to do. When you watch it, as Colson is saying that lovely word, just look at Gemma's face. It's just great acting, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it until the second time I watched the show, or the episode, like, 
her face is just like, oh gosh, please, please, sir, please, sir, stop. I wonder if that was ad lib. I wonder if it was. Man. It might have been. Maybe ad libbed, or maybe it is a subtle way to show you she is not a Chronicom either. Okay, here we go. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, and, and part of me thinks, too, like, they've been doing this for so many years. Clark Gregg's a great actor. Yeah. They might have just said, hey, you know what? What do you think would be good here? Yeah, just riff. <laughs> yeah. Just riff. Yeah. Just go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also like the reveal of uh, Sousa picking up the fact that everything, like, they're they're not who they say they are. Yeah, when yeah. When he comes walking in and he realizes yeah. that she's not Peggy Carter. Because he was excited. Yeah. He yes. wanted to see Peggy he again. Was. Yeah, for sure. He, he fixed his hair in the he reflection. Did, he and did. And uh, he walks in the room. He opens the door. And he says, Agent Carter. And she turns around and he's like. She says, in the flesh. Yes. And yes. He, and there he knew. He, he said, great <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, what do you say? Great to match the. No, put a face to the. Put the a name. face to the name. Yeah. That's yes. right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, I did love the um, his own little spy work that he did there, and you know, just a, a nod to you know mm-hmm. the intelligence of him as a character in his own right. Right. Absolutely. You know, but then, but then a few scenes later, he gets the. Uh, Gets with, it right back. Yeah, gets it right back with Daisy. Daisy, Daisy comes. Yes. She comes hard too. My man. initials are C I A. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you <know laughs> yes, <what I> mean. <laughs> she comes in hard, dude. Man, she does. She, she works them real good too. Yeah. Yep. So all right. So here's the here's okay. So this is gets a little bit into speculation because we, you know, it's, I think it's safe to say the three of us and probably if you're listening to this, hopefully you have an idea of where they're going for episode four. But while they're in the room. Daisy and Sousa, they're having, they're talking, and he mentions a remarkably fascinating line. He says, is this about the report I sent you? Talking about a report he sent to the CIA. Yes. And then she, cleverly, she's like, I can neither confirm nor deny, you know, because she doesn't know. Gets you out of anything. Exactly. Exactly. And he says, actually, you know what? I have it written down in my notes, so let me pull it up. He says, if S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated with sleepers post-World War II, we need to root it out right now before it takes hold. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Man, dude. You want to talk about me nerding out while I'm watching this? <laughs> yes. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, Sousa back in 1955. Yeah. He was on to Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. Direct reference to yeah. Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. And it also okay. kind of makes me yeah. think of like the idea of, you know, if he's thinking about sleepers and things like that, the uh, the scene where Gemma is speaking German to one of the one of the scientists. Like is is Susan thinking something like that? Because at that point you're gonna be a little bit suspicious of anyone who comes over from the German yeah, uh, good programs. Point. Yeah. So you never know, you know, how that might be stabbed, even though you're pulling them over in po- Operation Paperclip, um, yeah. which um, uh, you you don't know really know how much you can trust some of these people sometimes, right? For sure. So I just thought, man, again, I just love, I just love the as we know more about the grand universe, right? Like this is 1955. We yes. know we know about Hydra because of uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right, and then yep. everything that happened after that, especially in Agents of Shield, so they've got a history. Yeah, they, right? yeah, yes. they dug deep into that and, one. And to know that Sousa was onto it, I mean, that just fired me up. Yeah. So, um, but again, that also 
gets into like, is it okay for you guys to talk about this now a little bit of what's to come yeah sure yes. let's go okay so they so in the next um, the little trailer they had post <sighs> which I don't know if we need to stop watching these man I feel like Dude. they reveal a lot man uh, like what I mentioned in the last episode of this pod they give away I some know. singers man I know but but we're gonna talk we're about gonna it. talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> we're gonna take one for the team and if you don't want to know what was in that trailer. You know, the, I mean, trailer. It was like 30 seconds, yeah. you know. 15 at minute. Yeah, but they yeah. were talking about, you know, you hear Coulson's voice, and he says something along the lines of every S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, recruit knows about this day. The yeah. day that um, the day that Agent Sousa became the first fallen agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And he was, a, he was about to expose the truth of HYDRA, and they got to him first. To which I said this last week. I think I said this last week that at some point I feel like it's it might not happen because of budget and money and you know maybe they don't want to get Sebastian Stan to do this but I really feel like it makes a ton of sense for us to to see the Winter Soldier or for there to be a reference it might not be Sebastian Stan but you know I I threw this thought out there on the Reddit community uh post Post disc- post episode discussion as well, and I had some people respond with some good ideas. I mean, they could just they could just get any actor yeah. to look like Sebastian Stan, keep that mask on. But here's the thing, here's the thing. I know I'm kind of going on a rant right here because I really want to see Winter Soldier in Agents of Shield. It'll <laughs> fire me up. Like it would make a lot of sense for Bucky Barnes to be the guy to do this to kill Sousa. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys who you know a lot more lines and history, but in Captain America Winter Soldier, when um, Nick Fury is supposedly dead, they're at the hospital, Natasha Romanoff and Captain Rogers are talking, and she's talking about um, the Winter Soldier, saying something along the lines of he is accredited with like the most assassinations um, in the last sixty years, or something like that, and right. most most foreign agencies don't even believe he exists because right. he's a ghost killer, essentially. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think she just says like a number, and then just like over sixty years, yeah, or something like, yeah, like that's a ridiculous right. time period. So it, it it really makes you think, man. Like if if they got him during World War II, yeah. we're talking nineteen fifty five. Like you're talking maybe ten years plus, ten to twelve years. Yeah. Of indoctrinating him and and getting him ready, I, he this could, could be his first. This could be his he, he could first. Be his that's first what mission. Saying. Yeah, yeah, dude. So listen. So listen. I know I'm probably not the only person that's thought of this, but I'm just gonna say if we see Winter Soldier in the next episode, I'm taking credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it'll fire me up, man. Maybe uh, it'd be an interesting, uh, maybe we'll connected plot line. Maybe we'll see um, him show up. And it will be a connection to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe we'll do a little bit of flashback. He has to deal with some of the things that he has done. Yeah, maybe mm. so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I would, again, and they, we have we have read online that there are going to be connections, major connections to the great, the greater MCU, which again, yeah. they're doing that a little bit with Sousa already. Yeah. You know, they're getting into it a little bit um, because this is a reference not to an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. character. This is a reference to a, a, a character from a whole other show. Yes. Dude, by the way, okay, do you guys have any thoughts on anything I just said, or can I throw out another fun theory I've been reading about? Go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, <laughs> man, again, I, I got to give some love to my my Reddit fam. Um, one of the theories that's going around a lot, or at least I've seen it a lot amongst all the live and post discussion from the episode, is 
that somehow this team is going to save Susa, yeah, and bring him with them. <laughs> and then, if you remember in the first Avengers, that actor that plays Susa, I should know his name, but I don't know his actual name. He's in the first Avengers as a police officer in New York. You guys don't remember this? Um, you guys don't remember this? Oh, he's uh, he's with Captain sitting on the car. Yeah, when, yeah. Car. when Captain America yeah. gives gotcha. all these orders about, um, you know, put a perimeter up to thirty ninth or something like that, and the one yeah. cop is like, "Why should I take orders from you?" The the care the actor gotcha. that yeah, plays yeah. Susa is is like one of those cops right there. So, you know, it. it I doubt that they're actually going to do that, but that would be so funny. That would, that would be that, that would be, be an cool. interesting. Uh, yeah, well, with all the random people that have actually shown up and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it would just be cool if they tied up threads yes. like that. You know? That would be really but, cool. Anyways, okay, so you guys speak for a little bit. Th- yep. That's some of my thoughts moving forward. Um, I don't necessarily know exactly, obviously, what's going to happen. I don't really, I don't confidently believe Winter Soldier is actually going to show up, but I, it would just make sense in terms of Hydra. Like, if yep. Hydra feels like Susa is about to expose mm-hmm. them, why wouldn't they use their greatest weapon? Right. Yeah. Right. It just to me it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't mean we're going to see it. We probably won't. But yeah, yeah. I, okay. I could see a reference to it, or maybe someone from the same program as him. Maybe sure, something sure. similar like that. Okay. So something we've we've been talking about on the past couple episodes is the ripples, not waves, and then they kind of yeah. threw, threw that out the window. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like they do that again. Uh, with what's to come because from what we can see in the preview uh max says that we need to save susa like he, we oh need, he says that he does say that in the okay. preview he says okay. we need we need to save susa and that goes against what they just said in the beginning of this episode which was um you take orders and yeah. you, you don't make that call to kill uh gideon malik and Mac right, was right. very adamant against that. So what is going to happen this next episode that changes Mac, who we see as the definitive right and wrong? Yeah, he, right. is, he, Moral is your, he is yeah. He is the definition of lawful good. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. what changes that mindset to make him say, no, we have to save him? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see um, how that sets up. And I think it's... It's interesting to see the way they've been emphasizing the whole um, situation with Deke and him being an agent now. Um, yeah. Like, oh, and how yeah. that might play into thing, how things go throughout the season. They've been making a point of making an emphasis to him being an agent, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's even, right. Even Max says that at this, some point. Um, and who knows, it may be... It may be to do with something with really the only weakness that Mac really has, which is Yo-Yo, who is vulnerable at this point. Dude, can we talk about Yo-Yo and May for a moment? Yeah, Yeah. that was a a crazy sequence that I believe that's going to build. Yeah. um, (laughs) I feel like they're going to have some sort of a bonding experience through all this with them both feeling less than 100%. Dude, do you think... I wouldn't be surprised if both of them have kind of this, like, code, like, hey, we're not going to talk about that. No one else is going to know about that. Yeah. Like, because no one else on the team was there to see them freeze nope. up like that. Yeah. And I think that—and I bet they're going to try to just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, but they're giant liabilities to the rest but of the Exactly, team. and then yeah. it's going to come back to bite them in another way later. I yeah. just—I could see it happening. Yeah, Which yeah is, I could totally I, see building to a point to where it becomes in such a critical point that— 
Maybe something happens where right. Yo-Yo can't get out of the way of something. Yeah. You know? Ooh, um, which, ooh. well, this is also adding another B-plot to an already uh, filled okay, secondary plot lines. I mean, th- obviously, they can't use th- their abilities. Yep. Uh, well, well, May, she can't focus on doing what she's Dude, been PTSD. Fo- yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. May but, with PTSD. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, well, it's I mean, out of I character. Like she, I mean, of- really, to tell you the truth, it's very similar to what was happening to her in season one. I felt like she was going through PTSD throughout the whole thing until she resolved her yeah. issues with, uh, was it Tehran? Is what she called it? Um, her incident with um, with the child. Yeah. I think, I think when it's, they, it's called the talk. Okay. I think they call it the Tehran incident. Yeah, yeah, which was the, when the she Calvary. got the nickname, the Calvary, Calvary, which, by the way, can I just say, yes, a great it. line, yep. a great line. <laughs> so Max says, um, I just love that Deke, he clearly, like, you know. He tries hard. He tries hard, but the poor guy, I mean, he said, you know, there's people from the, the Air Force and S.H.I.E.L.D., and there's one guy from this thing called the Pentagon. <laughs> you know, like, he, yeah. the poor guy just doesn't know. So, yes. so he doesn't know this. When Mac makes a reference, he says, we need to call in the Calvary. And then nobody responds to that, you know? So Deke's just looking at him like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then Mac just says, May, go get May. That's what we call May. Yeah. <laughs> and then Deke says, but isn't she still an unfeeling killbot? <laughs> an that's exactly unfeeling what Unfeeling yeah. killbot. That's exactly yeah. what we need right now. Yeah, that's right. That's what we're facing. That's what Yogi yep. said, that's what we're facing because that's what Chronicoms are. So that's yes. exactly what we need right now. But, but yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. Um, Everything about May is strength and just stuff it down and be able to handle it. Yeah. Well, a big I mean, thing when you is die, focus. Yeah. Focus is her is her most important weapon. Right. Right. That makes sense. So, so yeah, I think we are going to see that come back to bite May and Yo Yo and the team. Yes. At, at some point. Um, which so essentially they're establishing another uh, plot line in another episode on why they can't right. complete the mission. Yeah, so, right, right, right. Yeah. So which maybe like this may be an issue that I may have with this episode, e- although it being entertaining and I yeah. enjoyed almost all of the episode. I feel like the, another draw us away from the main storyline. Uh, this could be getting a little too too convoluted here. Yeah, I guess so, and especially in a short season, you can't. There's only so much you can cover with all right. these yeah. little. I don't want. I just don't want another domino effect where the last episode is just like pieces falling into place, and you don't really <laughs> have time to take it all in and really yeah. truly enjoy what sure. is going on. So, sure. but I feel like we need to touch on Coulson. Yes, I was getting. There. Yes. yes, you're talking about when he's lying on the ground. Yes, yes. Okay, go ahead, take it away. The, the EMP what goes is up off. with his eye. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the dude, EMP dude, goes dude. off. He's laying there. Um, and they focus in on his eyes, and and it looks like cracked. Doesn't it look yeah, cracked? Yeah, yeah. Electricity flowing through, maybe. So, what's your theory? There's there's a lot of them out there. <sighs> there's a lot of them out there. Um, I I've only read a few of them, but uh, if I'm going with like just my gut instincts here, um, I just he's either going to be a, uh, a self learning and AI that's just going to take over and. Uh, not actually be a Coulson. You talking He's, about Coltron? Yeah, yes, it, <laughs> yes. Kind of more morph towards the the Chronicom yeah. side, not yeah. necessarily the Coulson side. Uh, so right. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just I, throwing I, things out there. I definitely feel like the whole idea of him rebooting may not go well. It definitely Another feels like be freaking plot point. Anyway, just go yeah. On. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the same time, and again. 
We I didn't see Colson, but it sounds like he's in his right mind. In the next episode, you you hear him talking. He's the one who delivers the line about Susa yeah. being a the first fallen agent of Shield. Yes, right. So you kind of have this. You're like. Like, you see that little twinkle in his eye, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that you don't really know what it means. Like, that that could mean a lot of things. It we're, could, yeah. We're and, probably going to see a Coulson who's normal, who's going to deteriorate over this course of the season. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. Leading to his, once again, death, probably. Okay. But, yeah. um, it just it doesn't make any sense to lead this up to just another uh, death scene that we're all going to be like... Okay, this is got this is the final death oh, scene. So it's going to hit the dead most. Again. Yeah, yeah, he's dead again, and this this will be the final one because it is the final mission. Yeah. All right. Well, a little bit of a contradicting theory. So oh, let's hear it. I want. We it. talked about the whole him um, him saying the line about everybody knows about Sousa, oh, um, you know, being the first fallen uh, agent. What if um, through his programming got jumbled up a little bit, and with them trying to save. Susa, Coulson's programming is to help them only do ripples, not waves. Coulson is saying this as he is about to fulfill Susa's death. He is going to be the one who is going to kill Susa to keep everything in line as it is going because Mac is trying to save Susa, which will mess up all this whole timeline. And Coulson with this reboot is throwing he, he's <laughs> it, it's a classic idea of um almost like when ro- robots go wrong and they get rid of humans because they're ineffective right it, it's like he is taking his programming too far in the sense of being too literal to what it actually needs to mean ct roll this is why they signed him on for season eight as a That's writer right. well he needs to yeah because my head hurts <laughs> because again <laughs> getting into my inefficiency of understanding time and time travel like i, I have a hard time with this so I'm, I'm lost but i think you're gifted brother i mean if you could if you could be a writer for a show it'd be awesome so season eight be, because again it it kind of makes me think like you know the the waves that they the excuse me the waves that they created in episode two with caning, yeah, like it makes you wonder. Okay, maybe like that's that's just part of history. That's like, how it how that's it how has it actually al- always been. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, what if like, and I would really be bummed if the Winter Soldier doesn't show up, and instead it's Coulson killing Susa. But maybe that's is, maybe that's what happens, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna be really upset if that happens. I really want to see the Winter Soldier in in Agents of Shield. So the Winter Coulson, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Coltron. Okay, no, Coltron. Yeah, he can't take all of them. Um, okay, so one one piece of, and, and I mean, I guess there's there's probably a greater reason why it's gonna happen or why this didn't happen, and you know, think they're they're probably going a different direction. But just one thing that was disappointing for me is. I just really, really, really love Enoch. And, oh, yes. And I know he's probably going to pop up at some unexpected point in time and be like, oh, yeah, I've waited 26 years for you guys to return here, you know? But, you know, this is our first episode without him of the season, and yes. I felt it. I, re- I Like, yeah. I noticed it, you know? I, um, I miss your Enoch weekly update. Yes, my, my, yes. my, my weekly Enoch highlight. Yeah, this is this savage is savage lines. Yeah, this is your weekly Enoch. Update. Yeah, I guess yeah, so lack lack of Enoch. It's it's, yes. a, it's a low light though. Also, while we're on the topic of missing characters, where the frick is Fitz? Okay, so 
There you go. You know, just, you know what they say, if they make it to episode five and he's not present, then he dude, won't be the there rest were, of the season. There were rumors that he wasn't going to be there, and you could see how they could have creatively written him out, you know? I, I also heard rumors that he's just not going to be there for the first, like, few weeks, for the first few episodes. And yeah. So maybe we'll get him, maybe we won't, but um, anyways, we should probably cut this off. We're, we're, uh, over, we're around 40 minutes now, so we should probably... Get on out of here and uh, get to bed because I know we're all tired. But, um, guys, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 3, Alien Commies from the Future. Which, again, one more thing. At the end, when Max <laughs> says we <laughs> we got to uh, establish the timeline or whatever he says. You got to keep the timeline straight. You know, and <laughs> they pretend that they're actually aliens to freak out Sharp. Yes. And now that guy's going to spend the rest of his life in, like, a psych ward. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's aliens abduct, abducted me. We got a live one because <laughs> yeah, they're used to it. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just how Area Fifty One area. Yep, yeah, exactly. So, um, man, great episode. Super excited for uh, next week's episode. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you guys can hear more of our reviews for Agents of Shield as well as other things as well. Um, again, we're a new podcast. We're new kids on the block. We're we're thankful that you guys tuned in. Uh, leave us a review or give us some feedback. Send us a message on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Any advice you have for us as we are continuing to um, explore the realms of podcasting. Uh, one more plug is that we also have an episode that we just dropped, or we will be dropping soon where we cover our top five sports video games of all time. Um, so check that out. We had a really good discussion on it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And on top of that, again, we have reviews for episodes one and two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven. And we cover some other things as well in some of our past episodes where we talk about our top Pixar movies of all time and some other cool things as well. So check us out. Give us some love. Help us grow. Um, give us some feedback. We really want to do better. So you guys got any last thoughts before we get out of here? Anything to say? It's okay if not, but I just want to give you the opportunity. Yeah, just um, you know, listen to our stuff. Let us know what you think of it. Um, we're always open for suggestions. Um, you know, helpful, helpful criticism as it's going along. We love positive reviews, but, you know, <laughs> help is always good. Yeah, and uh, we will continue doing these Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode reviews. So far, it's been a quality season. Uh, if yes. These, the first three episodes tell us anything. I just, uh, I'm excited to see if they can maintain this quality throughout the, the remaining going. episodes. We got yeah. 10 left, fellas, yes. and it's going to be oh, a fun, only fun 10. finish. Yeah. That is true. Dude. Well, that's sad when you say it like that. But all right. Well, guys, I enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to sign off here for Anthony and Justin. My name is T-Roll saying thank you for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.